The Obstacle is the Way was one of my favourites. It was one that we actually recorded quite a long time ago but made it into the 20 to 30 series. Uh, And it's just a book that the tone of it is really um, is very, it talks at you, you know. I haven't read a book like that really. Have you read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius? I have, yeah. Yeah. I found it. I found it very, you know, not ironically. Um, consistently, it was written in a. Or for me, it it kind of sounded in a similar fashion to that. You know, that very stoic talking, talking at you, talking to yourself, fashion. So he's talking. Yeah, about? it was. Yeah, yeah. He's, he'd kind of ask you questions almost. Say, so, but you're not. You, but you're not like that. You think this way. You think that way when others don't. And you're sort of like, oh, I do do that. You know, it's quite confronting. Um, but just the very the very name of the book seems to be quite a good guide in and of itself. You know, the obstacle is the way. Move towards your issues um, and confront them. And his idea of sort of keeping moving. You know. Um, it's okay to feel scared or worried or or what have you about whatever issues you're facing, um, but you need to move into action and, and try and solve them, accept them that they are. And I think that uh, the realisation I had after reading that book was that I was sort of going through my day hoping nothing bad would happen, you know, so I'd wake up in the morning and go, and I still do this, but wake up in the morning and go, geez, I hope nothing, I hope no problems happen today. But the truth is that there'll always be problems and that you have to kind of, if you start to accept that as a premise, some of the stress of worrying about what the next problem is kind of goes away. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's the very stoic, stoic way of looking at things, which is... You know, every moment is its is in itself. It's you know is everything. So um, you will encounter whatever it is that you encounter. Uh, you still have you, if that makes sense. And so you can you can choose to do whatever you want in each of those moments. I find it one 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 really interesting thing for me off the back of that book, mate, was um, there was there was very much like that action bias. But but it was wasn't action bias in the sense of just acting. I think you you also emphasised that like make the right action to some degree. Mm, yeah, Which, don't be we, careless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you know whatever situation you encounter, you you will be able to move through it. And don't get hung up on whether you will be able to move through it or not. Um, but yeah, don't don't go around flailing and and um, you know, which sounds it sounds like it's more acting on emotion than anything else. Yeah, you know, in that sense, it's like there's been no consideration of of this action here, which is acting on yeah. emotion. But that and that kind of comes to if you haven't done the first part of that model, which is to accept what is true and bring. Bring your uh, what you want to the situation, and and not try and kind of pretend it's it hasn't happened or what have you. Um, kind of accept reality and and make of make something good of it. 
you know, um, which depending on the situation might not always be possible, you know. Uh, we are human, so. But, yeah, a very helpful book. I, I really like this book. So that was a, that was one of my top top ones. So a big bang for buck, if you will, from the the last 10 episodes is Lessons from History. It is by oh, yeah. far the smallest book that we we read in the last, I think it's probably 100 pages in, in length. And it is, there is so much, so much in it. It is so dense. There is so much knowledge in it. Um, and there's, there is like effectively the, the joint work of a life partnership between husband and wife working on the same, you know, overarching life project together that has found its way into this, into this book. Um, the very ability to, to, to say that much so succinctly is an art almost. I, I totally agree. Um, they've clearly written a lot, both of them. Yeah. You know? And, and the I fascinating th- thing about it was that when I read it, because I for the prep for the episode I read it and I'd read it a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago, I read it again. I was understanding things that I didn't understand the time before that um, when I first read it. And I'm sh- and there'll be stuff that I'll understand when I read it in 10 years that I don't understand now. That's what's so interesting about it to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm exactly the same. I, I've, I've read the book twice now too and the second reading, you come back to it and there's so many different things. And you could look at, you know, if, you, if you, you're looking at, um, uh, if you're doing it in hard copy or whatever, then you've got maybe you might have your notes or some underlines and things. And you, you look at those underlines that you've had and you're like, why why would I even underline this? Like this is obvious <laughs> or this is, you know, this is this is yeah. basic basic knowledge. But the, the the reality is at the time that you were first going through it, it was it wasn't. It was something that really grabbed you. And that is this book is definitely one of those books that I think you could come back to. I'm sure we'll come back to this in another ten years' time, mate, and, and it will be it will be drawing us in even more. And we'll be still saying, yeah. Buddy Bloody young Ryan, young Lockie. What were they thinking of underlining this bit of the book and writing this little <laughs> comment? Yeah. Um, anything in particular, like any themes from that one? That mm. I know it's such a dense book, but is there anything that you, you yes. want to pull out? Yes. So we are all destined to be human is, is the big, <laughs> is the big <laughs> summary. Uh of the book because they the whole book is broken up into you know different disciplines it's like uh history and politics history and economy history and socialism and all these other yeah is like 10 or 10 to 15 different bits it's broken up into and effectively you could round the entire thing off just saying you know we we haven't changed at all yeah, across mm. this entire length of history. And to think that we have or to think that we're more sophisticated now is just simply not true. Um, people are the same. And 
the only, the thing that has progressed though is society itself built off the back of the systems that we have in society and but every single person that's born is born into uh, they aren't born in you know inheriting all this knowledge inheriting all this culture inheriting all these all this language these beliefs these understandings the perspective they look at the world that transmission needs to happen for every single person and I think that was the yeah it's it seems very obvious but until it's like pointed out to you it's it's it, um it's kind of a little bit hidden maybe to some degree and and so what's really exciting is the fact that the systems that we have been able to build have allowed society to progress so we're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants and those giants have been transmitted through the systems that we've got to to enable society so the political systems the knowledge bases the you know whatever you know now we're looking at technology it's it's looking it's just looking at the world from such a or humans and society from such a zoomed out lens you know it's at 10,000 feet and and throughout time you know is an incredible and it's kind of to prove your point about we haven't changed much. The book feels a bit like it was written, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, it's pretty, and that goes to show it's a little bit timeless, you know. Well, it was you know, written. It was knowledge. written in the sixties or fifties. Yeah, fifties yeah. or sixties. So, not much. You couldn't say that about many, many books. So, really, really cool book. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like you could place this book anywhere in time, and it's still just totally relevant, you know. Yeah, it it, it was almost like without it's not without bias, but it's looking at, at humans as an animal almost. And the only other type book I've read like that was Sapiens, you know, mm-hmm. which hasn't had an appearance it, yet, but it, it will f- one day. Felt very objective. Yeah. The my favorite my favorite quote from that whole book was. Nothing is clearer in history than the adoption of by successful rebels of the methods they were accustomed to condemn in the forces they deposed. So that's just uh, summarizing uh, animal farm in in one sentence. Correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty cool. That's exactly right. Uh, and and you know that was a bold statement that they made and. You know they have studied history, all all of human history, and for them to come out with something like that is is quite quite interesting. But a special mention for me, American Kingpin, absolute roller coaster of a book, of a read or a listen, and it's just a fun. It's a really fun read, even though it's a bit dark. It's gripping, you know, and there's actually a lot to kind of learn from that too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fun. I I felt myself constantly on edge when I was re- listening to this book because you just like what was being constructed is is just crazy, you know. And it was always like something was about to just be unravelled. And but it was it was I it think was it was really stressful, just wasn't it? Really well well written book. Perhaps it wasn't a. Um- Maybe fun's not the word, right word, but it feels like you're watching a thriller, you know. Mm. But it's it really happened. 
and it becomes more and more absurd uh, the longer it goes on. That's it, yeah. Um, there was an uncanniness to the whole thing. It's incredible. Um, and just, yeah, the power of the internet is is an interesting thing. It kind of, it's got some interesting comments on like, say, libertarianism and, and those kind of things too and and trying to take those kind of concepts to the to their extreme. Yeah, well, let, that's very much uh, coming back to lessons from history, mate. There was there was yeah. big comments made about both, yeah, communism and about effectively libertarianism and how they, you know, at the when they both get to the, you know, the extreme the extreme ends the into complete fruition, um, disaster happens, and that's exactly where you yeah. get that quote you know that favorite quote that i mentioned where they become the thing they set out to to um get rid of in the first place that's definitely something from lessons from history isn't it that you kind of need both sides and the tension in the middle of the two is what kind of creates a good society that they're both pulling and but you need them both so that you don't head to one end or the other too far otherwise and then if you do it's it course corrects through some very very violent means. Yeah, typically um, a lot of people. And that's kind of true in a. It's true in yeah. It's true in many cases. Like it's kind of true in in business. You want partners who kind of have different views but have the same values, um, and then you kind of put you can push each other and have that healthy tension. Um, so yeah, it's a quite a cool concept that. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. The yin uh, and the yang. 